Welcome to the Life After Life podcast, where we explore our soul's physical and non-physical journey. I'm Majana. Let's discuss angels, guides, and loved ones from the other side. Hello, friends. I hope everybody's doing just great. Wow, you know what? The thing that keeps showing up over and over when I get these emails, which, by the way, have I mentioned that I really love and appreciate that when y'all contact me? I do. And you can do that at Majana at lifeafterliferadio.com. I love hearing from you. So two of my friends, Melody and Amber, emailed recently and had some really great questions. This is what I so value with all of y'all, is you're doing the work. Okay, we are spiritual warriors. We're truth seekers. We're taking this stuff and going deep with it. And it's called work for a reason, right? It's hard. It's not an easy thing to look at your stuff and own it and say, I've got to grow through this. And so Melody and Amber were asking some questions that were really dealing with stuff. So thank you. Thank you for letting me be a part of that soul growth. And thank you for calling me out and helping me reflect on mine and grow through that too. You know, I feel like just going through life challenges aren't enough. We have to grow through them. Ha! My words of wisdom for the day. So I kind of feel like Melody and Amber's questions sort of feed in together and can hit be hitting the same podcast. Is it possible in this lifetime, especially with somebody in our life that we have a very, uh, let's say, challenging relationship with, can we figure out what our contract is with them? And can we use that information to kind of make it easier, to how to negotiate with them, how to lessen the anxiety or take the sting out of it? Well, I think that there's yes and yes and yes. <laughs> I love this old saying, people come into your life for either a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Sometimes it's very, very clear what the reason is, and they only stay for a short time, and it was a great time, or it was a very painful time, but it's really clear why they were there. And then sometimes people are there for your whole life, and you're really grateful, or maybe not, especially when it's family. When you're born into these relationships, most of the time, this is your soul pod. I don't think that's always the case. There can always be exceptions. Everything's possible. But for most of us, this is our soul pod, and we have contracts with them. Some of that can be really ugly. I know I've referenced the book Little Soul and the Sun probably numerous times by Neil Donald Walsh because I love it, especially that line in there when the little soul is coming back to earth and wants to learn how to forgive, wants to experience and practice forgiveness, and is told, wow, you know, then somebody's going to have to really do something terrible for you to forgive them. And another little soul said, well, I'm willing to do that because I love you that much. That is so powerful to me. And so if you take these relationships, especially the family, because, you know, obviously if it's not family, it's much easier to move on. You can just go separate ways. But family can often put the hardest lessons in your life to grow through. 
And when you can put it in the context of, all right, when we're on the other side, when we're disembodied, all of us are pure love. I mean, really think about that for a moment. Absolute, pure love. A deep, unconditional love that I honestly don't know if we can even truly feel or get a glimpse of in this lifetime because we've come into this side and we've kind of blocked all that and have amnesia and that whole thing. When we are out of this human skin and we are our perfect divine selves and pure love, everything else is so trivial. You know, when you look back on this lifetime, you're like, oh, wow, I thought that was a big deal. And I say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek because I don't believe it's all about judgment. My understanding was once you cross over, yes, you review your life, but you do it with compassion. And again, it's the love that underlies everything. So you're looking back on your life as, okay, so this person really, really was helping me practice forgiveness or practice patience or helping me grow in strength, practicing my independence. Whatever those can be really challenging. And then when you say, all right, how did I handle that? Because most of the time when we're being called to task in those kind of ways, we don't look at that person and go, you know what? Thanks for that. I really appreciate all of that tough work (laughs) that you put me through especially in the throes of it. When you're right in the middle of it, you're seeing anything and feeling anything other than gratitude. Sometimes when we get on the other side of it, we can experience that. So when we look at it from the perspective of yes, most likely these are soul contracts, pretty positive on that one, pretty sure that we agreed to hold each other to task on this. And if you want to know what those contracts are, well, where are the hot spots in your life? The most extreme loving and tender memories that you have were blessings in that you got to experience those and those could be contracts. And then on the other side, those heart-wrenching, kick-in-the-stomach moments or experiences that just take you to your knees And you don't think you can survive them or they're the dark night of the soul or that family member that you just can't get along with and it's constant conflict. If you can look at that and go, okay, you know what? That is to teach me the patience and the kindness and the forgiveness. And I'm blessed to be able to learn those lessons. It's just a matter of perspective, right? I do believe everything happens for a reason, and a lot of what happens, we can't control what happens to us, but you can always 100% control how you respond to it. So the short answer is, anytime you come out of love and integrity, the answer is yes, you're in the right spot, and that's so hard to do sometimes, and it's okay to go back later. And talk about it, even if it's self-talk. There's so many strategies to handle this and different techniques. On one hand, I want to say it is situation-specific. And on the other hand, not so much. But when you're talking about your own pain, it is your specific situation. And it's hard to take a blanket answer. 
if you want to talk about that, um, email me. Or you can go on the website and just schedule a time and, and we can go through this. It takes me to a training, some communication training that I've had that is just so helpful in this situation. So then another piece of this is forgiveness. Any of this stuff that is the painful stuff always needs forgiving. Whether it's forgiving yourself or forgiving others, whether they really did something harmful to you or you perceived that they did, it doesn't matter. And sometimes that's why going back and trying to have a conversation over these things, if it was years ago, isn't going to resolve anything. You're digging up old bones because you have different memories and different perspectives. So the point is that you're forgiving for yourself. Let's say 15 years ago, somebody did something to you that was devastating to you. It changed your life in some way. And you have just not been able to get over that. You see your life as it is now and you wonder how could it be different if that would have never happened. If I would have never met that person or that situation would have never happened. How could I be a different person? You know, there's a question that probably everybody has seen and maybe put some thought into. If you could go back and change one thing in your life, what would it be? I don't know if there is a right answer, but if you go back and change any one big event in your life, would you be the person that you are now? Maybe, maybe not. But that really big stuff, those great accomplishments and those very painful things made you, helped contribute, they were the building blocks to who you are now and put you in your life where you are now. That doesn't mean you have to love your life right now. It'd be great if you did and that's something to work towards. But look at yourself. No matter who you are, there are things about you you don't like. The thing is, again, growing through that and owning it. And okay, so that happened. Forgiving yourself for anything part that you played in it, not saying that you did, but if you did, forgive yourself for that. And doesn't matter if you forgive that other person. If you haven't seen or talked to that person since then, and maybe you never will, doesn't matter if you forgive them. Well, think about it this way. If you don't forgive them, if you're angry, and every time you think about that person, your blood pressure increases and you might feel nauseated or get a headache, you feel physically ill, you get really angry, what effect is that having on that person? If you're saying, I can't succeed in life, I can't have the job that I want, or I can't be the person that I want because of that person, that, because what that person did to me, is that person suffering at all because you are not forgiving them? No, they're not. We would like to think they are sometimes, and yes, you're sending negative energy, and yes, that does affect them, but it's not affecting their daily life because they also have free will and they're going on about their lives. Who it's really affecting is yourself. Forgiveness is truly always about you. You forgive for you. Releasing that negativity so that you can move on. Someone asked me one time when I was really struggling with a piece of forgiveness, and I said that exact same thing. This person is no longer a piece of my life. 
there this was an abuse case. You know, this person is now old and is having tons and tons of physical challenges and is in a lot of pain, I think. I mean, based on these physicalities, I would think so. And you know what? I'm okay with that. You know, it's not my place to say this person deserves that. But knowing the pain, the physical and emotional pain that that person has put so many other people through, myself included, I just don't have sympathy or compassion. I feel like this is only a piece of what you caused other people to experience. And a friend of mine that was, oh, love, 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 love this guy, so sweet, insightful, and he said, hey, Majana, so turn it around. What part of you, who are you today because of that? I was like, what? Say that again? Now, wait, you're asking me to find some value in this? Give this person some credibility for who I am? You know, he just very wisely just kind of didn't say anything, (laughs) smiled at me. And I really, really had to think about that. How did that affect who I am today? And then that butterfly or the ripple effect, right? Because of that horrible situation, how have I paid it forward to help other people not have that horrible situation? Why am I an advocate in places that I'm an advocate? Maybe that was, after all, a soul contract. As hard as that is to believe and as hard as that is to accept, maybe that person truly did that because he loved me that much. Gunk. And here's another possibility. Maybe I had to experience that to become an advocate to help someone later on in a way that I never could have helped them before. Maybe I was a voice that they needed or I was a shelter in the storm. And I don't even know, but that's the beauty of it, the ripple effect. So forgiveness, I think, is huge. How do you forgive? Let me tell you, baby, it is layers because those people in your life that have impacted you so strongly that that you need to work on forgiveness there. And I'm talking about my personal experience here, right? We all have it. We all have people in our lives that have hurt us so deeply that we need to do some forgiveness. Every single time I think I'm good. I've grown through it, through it. I've forgiven. I've moved on. It's all good. And for years that might be seem like it's true. And then something unexpected, some trigger I didn't even know was there comes up and boom, I'm back in the anger and the resentment and the blame and the how my life would be different and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, God, I thought I was done with this. Seriously? I thought I was over this. Well, I was over that part and now I get a new layer. And it might be a little new piece of information that showed up. It might be somehow while you're doing your other spiritual warrior work, okay, look, this is a place I need some work. And you trace that back. Why do I feel this way? Why is this my thought or whatever? And you trace it back and go back and back. And then boom, it goes right back to that same person again. And dang it, I forgave you for that other stuff. But now I got to forgive you for this too. And it just goes on and on. It's the onion. And sometimes it just is. 
I can't explain other than we made this contract in another life that I was going to get to experience this. I was going to be blessed by this person to grow through these challenges, to reach down and find my bootstraps and become the person that I am today because of those events. And it took me a long time to be okay with that. And I am okay with that. It took a long time, but you know what? I'm okay with who I am. And look at this. I'm standing in this studio right here talking to you, and I want more than anything to be your advocate, to show you that all of this is worth it, and you are bigger and more powerful and stronger than anything, any obstacle or negativity put in your way, in your path on this lifetime. You can grow through it. That doesn't mean it's easy because the easiest stuff aren't the biggest lessons, right? We know that. But I do believe that we can do it together. So working on forgiveness in whatever the way you work on forgiveness and just understand it's going to be layers of an onion. Those deep relationships, even the people, you know, marriages and divorces, it's hard to believe on the other side of a divorce that maybe you had a soul contract with that person to be that person in your life. But you know what? The more I think about all of this stuff and I talk to spirits on the other side and I talk to my guides and I talk to my angels, I'm like, truly, that's the only way all this stuff makes sense. I just don't believe it's all random. There is a plan, not saying that every piece of our lives are planned out and it's destiny or fate, because we absolutely have free will. But what lessons are we going to learn? Part of our free will was deciding that on the other side. We had uh, have soul team over there to support us in that. So one of, one of my friends asked, so on the other side, is there a chance that my ex-husband actually loved me on that side? And were we married on the other side? Okay, did your ex-husband love you on the other side? Yes. Absolutely. As you loved him and as when you see, when we go back to the other side and you see everybody, you see their pure love. You see the beauty and you understand the costume and the masks that you put on when you come down to this planet to help each other. I don't believe we're married. When you're disincarnate and you're pure spirit, you're growing and learning together, but there aren't the relationships that we structure here on earth, family, parents, kids, grandkids, husband, wife, those relationships don't transcend to the other realm because there's really no reason for them. But we do have our soul pods that we tend to come into lifetimes with. But on the other side, you just love and support each other. You're still growing and you're still loving, but you just aren't caught up in all of this facade. Wow, that was a lot. (laughs) There's a lot to think about, right? And practice as we are continuing on our spiritual paths and our journeys in this lifetime and supporting and and loving each other as we grow through it. So again, love to hear from you. You can get me at Majana at lifeafterliferadio.com. And I so look forward to seeing you all again soon. Namaste.